0: Your work week is over.
1: The plant called and said, if you don't come in tomorrow, don't
2: bother coming in Monday. Woohoo! Four-day weekend! This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Hey, let's get the weekend started right. Talk a little Colts football. Ninety three five one zero seven five. 107.5, the fan. This is The Last Word. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. Joined by Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. You can make every moment more Coming up tonight, we're going to hear from Colts' new head coach, Shane Steichen. He's going to tell us why he decided, yep, Indy is the place where I'm going to land. We're also going to find out what his core beliefs are as a head coach and this offense. We're also going to discuss what's next for the new head coach when it comes to filling out the staff, Tick Tock. TikTok and getting ready for the NFL Combine. That's coming up in a few weeks. Maytay, Colts introduced Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen at a yes, press sir. conference earlier this week. You saw it. You were there. He becomes the 11th head coach since its relocation to Indianapolis here in 1984 at age 37. The second youngest coach in franchise history and the third youngest coach currently in the NFL. Matey, he coached in last week's Super Bowl. He oversaw that Philly offense. They finished third in point Third in total yards, yep. he also scored the second most touchdowns in the NFL last season. Obviously, that's attractive to an NFL franchise. Find the hot offensive coordinator. Yeah,
0: so it, it's it's really really exciting. And the question is, was it the deciding factor in in bringing Shane Steichen over? I think it just boils down to this guy had a lot of presence, he had a lot of leadership, and the fact that he does have this high you know, offensive background, this big-time acumen on that side of the football, that's the cherry on top. And they said they interviewed a lot of different candidates. They spent a lot of time with a lot of different people taking a look at this roster. But Shane Steichen was the total package. Jim Irsay said he wanted to see leadership and he wanted to see presence and that face-to-face sit-down interview that they had in Philadelphia, I think a week or two ago, and that's exactly what he got. So, you know, Shane Steichen has had a lot of success with a lot of different offenses, with a lot of different quarterbacks. That's been well chronicled. And uh, we know, Jeffrey, offense in the NFL is winning right now. If you just look at the playoffs these last two years, that's pretty evident. So it's not a bonus that Shane Steichen comes from the background that he comes from, but it's more about the guy, it's more about the character and what he can be as the head coach.
2: Absolutely. And and what he's getting here, Mate. Like, when, when you talk about the quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, obviously, you know, coming out of a second round, doing what he did as far as putting up production. Okay, you go back to Herbert out in L.A. It's obviously what he did with Mem. He's an older guy to that guy. But what I like about Shane Steichen is – He's not an older guy to Phillip Rivers when he worked with him. And Rivers said this cat taught him things about offense that he didn't know. Right. So that's what I like. He brings a maturity but also a swagger to him. It's like I said, he's a young pup there working with Phillip Rivers. Now you fast forward and he's he's coddling and nurturing Jalen Hurts to yeah. be an MVP cat. Yeah, thing.
0: I mean, you go back to Herbert's rookie season, I mean, rookie of the year in 2020, Still to this day, Herbert had his best year statistically when Shane Steichen was his offensive coordinator. Jalen Hurts is doing a ton of things this year that he didn't do the last couple of years. I mean, Hurts this year had 35 total touchdowns. He had 35 total touchdowns in the first couple of years combined in the NFL. So he's definitely uh, a guy that takes players to the next level, gets the best out of them. And like you said, Shane Steichen's a young guy, but he's not – He's not one of those guys that says, I've got it all figured out, and it's got to be my way or the highway. Certainly he's not rigid in his offensive approach, and he's going to look at this Colts roster. He's going to look at the quarterback that they obtained probably in this offseason at some point, and he's going to put together an offense that best fits the talent that he has, the skill positions that he has in Michael Pittman Jr. and Jonathan Taylor and Alec Pierce and Jelani Woods and make it work. It's not going to look just like it did last year in Philly. It's going to be a hybrid, and I think that's a good thing considering Shane Steichen can make it work with whatever hand that he has dealt.
2: I like that he said, hey, we're going to throw the ball to score, we're going to run the ball to win. I like that philosophy. It's been around for a while, but he was adamant in his it, – It's a
0: very modern-day right, slogan right. or hey, approach gonna, to the game.
2: We're going to throw the buckets at you as much as we can right out of the gate. I do like that. Matey. we got to talk about this, though. He was asked if he's going to call plays as the offensive coordinator here, right. not as the offensive, but as an acting offensive coordinator slash head coach. He said he sure is. What does that mean to you now? Because, listen, he even said it out. There's a lot of responsibilities that happen for a head coach, a lot. And you have to dedicate your time. He's doing it for the first time. Right, and you have to dedicate your time and obviously effort and everything to that playbook and the 50 plays that they come up with each week to take on an NFL team, you know, during the season. So my point is this. He's going to learn on the fly on this thing. There are things to attend to, not just the offense as a head coach.
0: No question. But why, why wouldn't you want Shane Steichen calling the plays here? I mean, I know Philly's got great players. At the end of the day, NFL's about the Jimmys and Joes. I totally understand that. They had six Pro Bowlers on that side of the football, including Hertz and Smith and Brown and Kelsey. There's still only one football, and he made it work. He delegated things to make that offense hum. I mean, that was a well-oiled machine, and he was the maestro of that offense, making it work on a week-to-week basis. But why wouldn't you want him calling the plays when they were top ten in everything? They were top ten in situational football, red zone, third down, goal to go. These are all areas where the Colts really struggled in last we're year.
2: We're hearing some names for the offensive coordinator position being tossed around here. He's meeting with right. with guys this week, now, next week to fill out the staff and everything. So my question is that. What's the responsibility of an O.C. if you got a head coach calling plays, Mayteh?
0: Well, I mean, it's big because the offensive coordinator is going to be primarily putting the game plan together, running the show, running the meetings uh, throughout the week on offense, helping, uh, you know, to best put the skill position players uh, in an advantageous uh, position. The elephant in the room is if the Colts draft a quarterback in the draft, the offensive coordinator, along with Shane Steichen, and along with the quarterback's coach, the, those guys are going to help mold the young franchise guy, right? Grow confidence and get the best out of that player in a short period of time right away. So um, it's not just a throwaway hire because you say, well, Shane Steichen is gonna call the plays, it's gonna be his offense. No, the offensive coordinator is a huge hire because he has to help mold the quarterback of the future if the Colts decide to go that route in the draft.
2: May obviously filling out his staff is priority number one. He's got that on the mantle. Hey, we got to take care of that. Give me some other stuff that he has to take care of before we have this combine opening up in Indianapolis in a couple of short weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, right now, obviously, you know, it's it's offensive coordinator. It's filling out the staff. We'll see what happens on the other, you know, major important roles within the uh, the offensive staff, like again, offensive line coach, uh, quarterbacks coach. Is he going to keep Gus Bradley in that defensive staff? He he does have a lot of familiarity. With Gus and a lot of those coaches like Richard Smith and Ron Miles those guys were together for four years with the uh, San Diego Chargers, LA Chargers, uh, from 2017 to 2020. And in fact, Steichen was the OC, Bradley was the defensive coordinator, and they they would go you know sort of head to head, match wits every day in practice, ones on ones a couple of times throughout the course of the week. Um, and then on top of that, it's it's watching a lot of tape on the in house free agents that the Colts have right seventeen in house either restricted or unrestricted free agents that the Colts have that they're going to have to make decisions on starting on March 15th when free agency starts. And then it's just going full bore on on the draft and watching a lot of tape on the premium players in the first round and, and, and trying to get a good feel for what they want to do at quarterback and what traits they want to covet uh, come draft time in late April when deciding what to do it for or to trade up. And uh, there's a lot of speculation regarding that, but there's it's a really busy time for Shane Steichen having to watch a lot of tape and getting his personnel staff uh, figured out
2: here. That's Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. Me and you are chirping about this cat too much. Let's hear from him because coming up after the break, he's going to talk. Shane Steichen, he's going to discuss how excited he is to be here in the Circle City as well as he, how he sees the game in lockstep with GM Chris Ballard. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. This is The Last Word. Coming back with more right here on 93. 93- 5 and 1075 the fan
0: Welcome back to The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts
2: with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana so, Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Hey, cold today, but a nice weekend weather coming up. You're listening to The Last Word here on 935 and 1075 The Fan, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more like that. Pull mate. A little dance the night away with early Van Halen.
0: Yeah, Diamond Day for you get on away. a Friday night. By the way, you're right. This weather has been shaky, and that's what that's We're what good. we have in the Midwest We're in good, February. Though. You get teased. Yeah. You get you get this false sense of springs right around the corner, and then saying, today it's below freezing.
2: Today's stupid, but I mean this weekend will be okay. <laughs> Plus, we'll be up in the fifties and stuff. Everyone will be happy here. It's going to be a great weekend. Listen, Shane Steichen spoke. And he did that earlier this week with Matt Taylor and Colts.com writer J.J. Stankovic sat down with the new head coach, Shane Steichen. They began to why Steichen was attracted to the Colts and why he ultimately took over in Indianapolis.
1: You know, obviously, you know, it's always a dream to be a head coach. And then just the things I've heard about this organization, you know, the family atmosphere, the character, the people in this building, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, relationships that have been through this building and uh, there was nothing but great things said about this place. Shane, in, in your introductory press conference, you thanked
3: a lot of people but well, one person you thanked was your high school coach, Chris Jones. And and I'm curious, when you think back to your days in high school, How can you make the the connections from the the love of football you developed then to now being a head coach here in this position now?
2: Well,
1: I think, too, uh, you know, I fostered a love of the game because of him. Um, I remember he would take me. I would be like, uh, you know, his guy to go to these football clinics, and he'd put me up on stage, and, like, you know, I'd be his demonstrator of, hey, here's how you take a five-step drop, and, you know, three big, two little, and then it's one big and two little, and, like, all those little different things. So we would get in his car and, you know, drive around, you know, wherever it was two hours away and do these – these clinics and, and then he'd always, you know, he'd give me the keys, you know, to the stadium lights at the high school at night, you know, so <laughs> Friday night, instead of, uh, you know, going out to a party or some myself and shoot Austin Colley who played yep. here, you know, that was my receiver in high school. And, uh, yeah. we'd go and we'd throw for, you know, a couple hours, whatever it was. Um, it was awesome, you know, to be a part of that, you know, we, had a you know great football team there. Um, it's a good place, good program. They still got it going there. Um, yeah. But that's how it all started. When you think back on the moments you had in high school, and now as a coach, you get to deliver those moments
3: to players. You know, you get to call the play that delivers that singular moment that guys will remember forever. How, how much gratification do you get out of that as a head coach? Now,
1: you know what I. Yeah, it, is it? Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's all about the players. The players bring those plays to life. And uh, when you got really good ones, you know, a lot of good things are going to happen. And we had a lot of good players in Philadelphia that I was very fortunate enough to be around.
0: That's Shane Steichen with us, the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And also going back to your introductory press conference, Chris Ballard said that you guys see the game the same way. That was clear to him during the interview process, getting to know you, getting to talk to you without giving too much away, what do you think he means by that in terms of seeing the game uh, in a similar pattern? Just,
1: you know, philosophically, you know, how you look at, you know, talent, uh, players, how the game's played, all those different things, you know, I think uh, the one thing we want to do, obviously, is, you know, be fast, physical, and play together. And uh, there's going to be a lot of things that go on, you know, throughout this offseason, getting this team prepared uh, and ready to go, but yeah. excited and looking forward to the challenge.
0: Yeah, life's been coming at you pretty fast. I understand that, but like you said, again, you had time to study the Colts research the Colts get to know you know what this organization was all about. Going with that, that, that also includes the roster. When you look at the personnel within this team, what immediately for you jumps off the page?
1: Well I think obviously there's some pieces in place already and you know the defense has done a hell of a job uh, last year and then obviously offensively you know the offensive line with Quentin you know and Kelly and Pittman and Jonathan Taylor uh, and the rest of those guys, a lot of talent in place and obviously always looking to build on that. When you, you talked about your, your
3: four pillars that you're going to come in yeah. here with, when you think about the, the way that those set the tone now for an entire organization, um, what are you excited, excited about implementing those, not just for an offense, but for an offense, defense, special teams, coaching staff, Front office, training staff, everyone you're going to get involved with.
1: Yeah, I think you know there's there's ways to look at it. Like people can just talk about it, but you got to live it every single day. You know, there's got to be you know a fine tuned uh, thing that you go through every single day. Your process as the head coach of how you're going to really live those and bring them to life. You know, because I've you know I've been around. You know, sometimes guys just talk about them. You know, and but you got to live it every single day. But you know, being a good person, the preparation. I, I mean, I hit on that a lot because you know the separation is in the preparation. This league, there's so much parity in this league, and you better show to play and you better be ready and it's our job as coaches and players uh, to be ready to go every day you step in this you know this building you're on a job interview whether you have the job already you're going to get interviewed every day and mm-hmm. you got to be on your a game at all times
0: that's Shane Steichen with us the new head coach of course of the Indianapolis Colts and it's been well chronicled you've worked with a lot of different quarterbacks right Philip Rivers and Jalen Hurts Justin Herbert and All of those guys have different arm strengths and and different uh, backgrounds and different levels of mobility, and you seem to find the best working with all of those guys and, and bringing the best to light how long does that take what is the process like working with a new quarterback and, and finding his strengths and tailoring an offense around yeah that it, guy? it
1: takes some time obviously it doesn't happen overnight but you got to find those strengths obviously you watch a ton of tape see what they do well and then you bring them in and as coaches you know you try to maximize your players potential and what they do best and obviously you got to adapt to the quarterback that's obviously how the offense will be built uh, on who's back there throwing that thing and running it um, and then obviously the, the other players around you you know you mm-hmm. got to do what they do well what does the offensive line do well the tight ends are receivers, backs, all those things and uh, try to maximize their potential.
3: What did your your years as Phillip Rivers quarterbacks coach teach you about how to be a head coach, how to how to be a how to connect with players, specifically a guy who'd been in the league for so long at that point?
1: Yeah, no, Phillip, you know, he made me a better football coach, you know, a guy that's seen so many things. You know, shoot, Phillip Rivers is older than I am, you know, and I was coaching him at the time and uh, just the way he saw the game uh, should he was obviously one of our, you know, the best player on our team, but probably you know one of the smarter coaches on our team too, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, saw the game really well. Uh, so I just knew as a coach when I was coaching him, like I had to come in there ready to go to every single meeting, just like you normally would, but just f- try to find some nuggets maybe that he didn't see on film, and whether you know whether it's a signal from a team or whatever. I don't want to get into details. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like giving away too much yeah. things, but. Uh, <laughs> He was a tremendous leader, um, unbelievable person, human being You know, uh, to be around.
3: I know you've talked about accelerated vision yeah. and how that comes with experience. You coached Justin Herbert then a year later, set the NFL record for rookie touchdowns. How did you learn to coach with a, a player who doesn't have those years of experience and
1: maybe – is working on developing that acceleration. Yeah, I vision. think just the repetition, you know, really making the place come to life for him. You know, you can sit there in the meeting rooms and talk about it, but you got to go out and rep it over and over and over again so these guys understand, you know, what we're trying to get done. And I think, you know, obviously being a young player in this league, you know uh, – I told Justin, you know, his rookie year, I said, your best friend's going to be the tailback. You know what I mean? It's all about getting completions, (laughs) Mm -hmm, completions, mm -hmm. completions. Hey, we go max play action. It ain't there. Just check it down and shoot. Tailback makes one miss. You might get 15, 20 yards. uh, And that's like a chunk play. So just keep the sticks moving uh, as much as we can. And uh, that's how we go.
0: Final couple of things with Shane Steich. And we're talking with you right now as we speak on your your first day on the job here in Indianapolis after your introductory press conference. With that, what's life been like for you the last two weeks? I mean, how crazy has it been with interviewing for the job, getting ready for the biggest game that you've ever participated in, whether that's a player or a coach, and now a couple of days after the game, just coming here and having to put a staff together? I mean, yeah. just. What's it like for you?
1: You know, when you're in the moment, you really don't think much about it, to be honest. You know, you're just doing your job. Um, obviously, the interview process here, we, you know, I did that right before. I obviously did it a couple weeks ago, and then did it again before we left Arizona to go mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. Um, and then just locking in and having laser focus and, you know, doing the task at hand that needs to be done. And that was, you know, trying to go out there and go win that football game. And then now it's locking in here yeah. uh, and get ready to go, get a staff hired uh, and we'll go from there.
0: And, and meeting the, the guys, a handful of guys for the first time today. How, how Yeah, did that it was go? great.
1: So yeah, obviously I want to meet, you know, the rest of the team and uh, sure. and, and get going with that.
3: I was going to say, what do what the next couple of weeks look like for you now?
1: Yeah, like I said, just hiring a staff, getting to know these guys. Obviously they've got combines coming up, reach out to the players, all those different things, but really just I want to put together you know, an elite staff You know, with good coaches. Again, all those four pillars I talked about, character, right, preparation, consistency, and being relentless. That's mm-hmm. what I want to build here.
0: Well, we know your uh, to-do list is pretty lengthy right now, so we appreciate the time, so we're going to cut you loose. That's Shane Steichen, the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Coach, great to meet you, great to talk to you, and good luck in your first couple days here. Awesome guys, appreciate it. Appreciate it Shane, thanks.
2: That's Colts new head coach Shane Steichen right there, voice of the Colts Matt Taylor J.J. Stankovic. thanks boys, appreciate your time. What'd you find out about this guy a little bit off the football field? We got anything on him. Does he like to fish? Is he a water <laughs> skier? What do we got on Shane Steichen? He,
0: yeah, he's caught a 12 pound <laughs> bass, you know, not we're not there yet with Shane, I mean we're like what four days on the job. So, and plus, we in the previous segment we talked about his to-do list being about, uh, you know, war and peace length. Sure. So we got we'll give him a, a break here. But hopefully, in the summertime, we'll have him in and talk more about his personality. But just in terms of when he feels comfortable. When he's up there talking or he's at a press conference or when he's in here doing a a radio interview, Jeffrey, when he's at his best or when he gets most comfortable, if you will, is when he's talking ball. That's when he starts talking fast and really authoritative and – you know, the pacing in his speech picks up and he starts to get a little bit louder is when he's just talking shop, when he's talking ball, when he's talking about formations and, you know, usage of your running back and and what he is looking for from a quarterback. That's when he's in his element. So you can tell Jeffrey right away this guy's very sharp, very intelligent, He can process a lot in a short amount of time, which goes back to him, I think, being able to call the plays and being able to handle the game management stuff. I feel confident that he's able to do that. So he's just a really bright guy, and uh, you can see – why he nailed the interview with Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay. He
2: talked about what quarterback traits he looks for. He talked about obsession, obsession with the position. But he's talking about the same yep. thing when he talks accuracy, about himself. Accuracy, sure.
0: decision-making, and playmaking ability. as
2: well. But I'm saying like he has to be obsessed about his craft, and I know he's kind of splitting that out there saying, hey, if I'm saying it, it's what I'm practicing right, right. there. We got a good one. Can't Preparation is
0: the separation. There
2: it is. And By the way, I never prepare for this show. Just uh, And that's
0: why this show continues <laughs> to separate towards the
2: bottom. <laughs> Matt Taylor right there hey don't. despite despite my best efforts <laughs> Are you kidding me? We're number one show right now in the 6 o'clock hour in Indianapolis yes, on, on the Radio. on this station. Darn right it is. Don't forget, you can get more. You want more? I swear to God. I got more for you. Download the weekly Colts official podcast featuring the latest news, analysis, insight, and interviews regarding your Colts this week. Talked about the hiring of head coach Shane Steichen, obviously. And we also have an interview up with Adam Kaplan, the NFL and Eagles insider from SiriusXM and Fox Sports. Which you did not prepare for. No, I didn't. I actually called him Kalpin for a second there, but I caught it. But, Adam, you know I love I've seen you around the farm a lot. Anyway, he's <laughs> talking about striking success in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts and et cetera, et cetera, because they, like we were talking about earlier, they put up some yards and some numbers this year. Our free agent tracker podcast series continued this week as well. This is going to be a great one. We're examining the free agency profiles of offensive linemen Matt Pryor and Dennis Kelly. What's going on in their future? And also defensive lineman Tyquan Lewis coming off yet another entry. So we're going to find out what's up for TQ there. Check all that out on Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network. Anywhere you download your Colts podcast, this is the last word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Download the app today. When we come back, we're going to give you the forum credit union question of the week. Put your thinking caps on. It's regarding Shane Steichen, by the way. We're also going to talk about the upcoming draft and what Steichen's Presence means for the Colts come April. All eyes are on Indianapolis and the NFL Draft with the number four overall pick. We're gonna be talking a lot about it over the next few weeks, right here on the Last Word, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. A weekly fix on Colts football the last word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union construction industry radio studio and also the Rolling Stones saying hello courtesy of Matt Taylor there good pull mates hey eh? that was during the the height of their heroin era as the <laughs> song was released attaboy this is trivia, <laughs> real-life trivia that you're only going to get here on The Last the Word. The height <laughs> of heroin abuse all across the band. Here's we do not condone it, kids. <laughs> Oh. Let, me, let
0: me speak for Jeffrey, because I hope to have a job on Tuesday. We're off on Monday, I think. How about or they that? just might say, yeah. don't even come on you back. You might
2: be here. You might be <laughs> off a couple more days after that, Paul. All man. right. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. You can make every moment more. Tom Dial, for the Forum Credit Union Question of the Week, I like this one. Shane Steichen, he's the second youngest head coach in Colts history. Who was the youngest? you got to go to the Hall of Fame to find this cat. Yeah, we found
0: all about this. This week in the research, you, you mentioned at the top of the show, Jeffrey, uh, second youngest coach ever, third youngest coach in the NFL right now, and the only guy to, I guess, beat him out in terms of age with the Colts, Don Shula back in the Baltimore days. That's right.
2: The Hall of Famer Don Shula, 33 years old, when he succeeded Weeb Eubank, the former... Uh, Weeb Eubank sounds like a... Uh, From
0: uh, Richmond, Indiana, is he not? Is that right? I we- think so. Weeb
2: Eubank, one of the best ever, also sounds like he hosted a game show. <laughs> I'm Weeb Eubank. Here's your host, yes. Weeb Eubank. Eubank. Anyway, yeah. That was back in 1963. Shane Steichen is also the NFL's third youngest coach, trailing Sean McVay out in L.A., as well as Minnesota Vikings' Kevin O'Connell, yes. who b- still bring their lunch money with them. it seems. Like, if these kids do. are getting, I mean, yeah, 30, Baby-faced. Geez, okay. Yeah.
0: By the way, Weeb, you bank the pride of Richmond, Indiana. That's a good
2: poll right there. Visit the Forum Credit Union fan forum section of Colts.com. Interact with other fans online. You can post a topic, participate in various discussions, whatever you guys want over there regarding your Colts. It's there. Forum Credit Union, helping make members live their financial dreams. Don't forget the last word is also brought to you by our friends at Meyer. Meyer, the official super center of your Indianapolis Colts. Proud sponsor of the hundreds of local sports teams across the the Midwest. We end with the NFL's big story, and the big one in our boat, it's Shane Steichen. Obviously, we're talking about this new head coach. You know, what sort of offense he brings here, Maytay. What's he going to start speculating on? What the Colts are going to do in the draft? The Colts currently have that fourth overall pick behind the Bears, Texans, and Cardinals. We heard her say the other day, say, What well, a kid from Alabama looks pretty good. <laughs> I mean, he's dropping little crumbs there. At the, you know what I'm saying? The, Subtle. Yeah, a little Subtle. bit. So, the, those, Bears, <laughs> those Bears are in position to take the best profit. Available because they're sitting on Justin Fields. Right. They're gonna trade the top pick, Mate. Maybe add some draft capital, players to complement quarterback Justin Fields like that. I mean, what do you think they're gonna do? They're already wondering if the Colts could possibly move up to number one. Right. What they'd have to give up to and draft a quarterback of their choice. What would it take at this point with the Colts or with any other team to say, Hey, we want that number one overall pick. And don't forget that is Matt Eberflus up there, and he is very Precisely. familiar with this defensive roster. Uh, you know, defensive the entire roster uh, for the most part. For the most part but I mean defensively he still has cats that he likes in this locker room
0: well you're exactly right first of all there's two schools of thoughts on this right the first is you're sitting at four and you don't plan on being drafted in the top five for a long long time so let's go all the way up to number one draft the guy that we love so that nobody else can move up in front of us let's not worry about what it costs so long as we get the player that we love and we get the quarterback that we really covet and let's go Second thought is, well, if there's not a wide gap between the best player in the draft and everybody else, let's just stay at four so that we don't have to give up draft capital and we know our head coach and our play caller can make it work with just about anybody, any any type of quarterback, any type of offense, right? Because he's worked with Phillip Rivers and Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts who Good. all have different skill sets. Um, so that those are the two different schools of thought. But the last time this happened, 2016, the Rams – Moved up from number fifteen to number one with the Tennessee Titans. So the last time a team traded back out of number one, you have to go back to 2016. Whoa. The Titans got a first round pick, okay. a second round pick, okay. a so, third round pick.
2: Okay, now we're say you're done after that. That's got to be it.
0: No, they weren't done because oh. they had to go up. That's a bit. It's a wide wide gap from one, fifteen to three. one. Okay, so they had to give up first round pick, second round pick, third round pick for that year's draft. They also received. The following year's number one and the following year's number three. Not bad. But I wouldn't think, though, that it would cost the Colts that much, hypothetically, to go from four to one because the Bears would only be trading down three spots. And by doing that, they would still be in a position to get a great player, right? A premium player to premium position of the non-quarterback spot, if you will. Right?
2: Top-five pick, Matty Ochi. I mean, top-five yeah, pick. It's, they can draft, it's not 18. We're talking about top-five pick.
0: They can still draft a guy like Will Anderson yep. from Alabama or Jalen Carter from Georgia or whoever on the defensive side of the ball. But the big question is, would a team have to give up their first-round pick for the following year? Because the Bears potentially could create a bidding war. Because if you look at it, there's at least four teams – in the top ten that potentially need a quarterback. You look at the Texans, Colts, Raiders, and Panthers, and then on the peripheral you've got Atlanta, Detroit, Seattle. They could join that party if they want to switch or change the quarterback that they have. Um, So that's when the future first-round pick for 2024 comes back into play. But I think it all kind of boils down to the Colts and their evaluation of these quarterbacks in the draft and how much separation there is between whoever that top guy is and then two, three, and four of the quarterbacks.
2: A lot of questions to be answered. Shane Steichen is here for us. Get excited! This 37-year-old head coach of your Indianapolis Colts is bringing a different swagger to this place that we haven't seen in a bit. Hey, I enjoy it. Maytay. follow him on Twitter if you like Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. Follow him on Twitter at Mayte Colts. I'm at Hey Gorman. This is the last word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook right here on 93.5. What are you What are you
0: doing this weekend? I
2: might be going up to Michigan. Yeah. for like 36 hours. Uh, just to say hi to mom and dad. A little splash and go? Yeah, a little splash and go. A little have a dinner, a couple lunches. And
0: bada bing, bada boom, bada boom. That's you're it. out.
2: But can't wait, though. We do have a little bit better weather like we talked about coming up. Tell tomorrow. Lair I said hello. Big fair and square Lair. He's you're a good gonna man. Be, you're going to be said hello to. Matey, I appreciate the time. Have fun doing it. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook right here. This is the last word. We do it every Friday. Coming up next, right here on 93.5 and 107.5, the fan ESPN Radio. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Hold it, take it as that